Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to Messages of Hope, the sermon podcast series from Living Hope Lutheran Church in downtown Las Vegas. Our reading today comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, and our preacher is Pastor Paul Hansen. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Once more, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Indeed, Christ is risen. And now the question is, what does it mean for folks like us to follow the crucified and risen Christ? Let me ask that once more. What does it mean for folks like us to follow this crucified and risen Christ? Well, I think the answer to that question takes a lifetime of seeking and praying and learning, and we don't have that much time this morning. (laughs) But in today's passage from Paul's letter to the Philippians, Paul lays out one essential implication of following the crucified and risen Christ. Bible scholars believe the center part of that passage, the part that says to emulate the example of Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, humbled himself and was then exalted by God to the name above all names. Bible scholars tell us this was most likely a very early hymn used by some of the very first Christians in their worship. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That's a big part of what it means to follow Jesus. And while I think that's a rather tall order, don't you? How do we do that? Well, next Sunday is Pentecost, and it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to mature us in our faith. So Pastor Jason will remind us more about that. But for today, I'd like us to think for a few minutes about random acts of kindness. You know, when somebody unexpectedly does something kind for someone else. Maybe you've uh, been the beneficiary of someone's random act of kindness, or maybe you like to give them out. Every now and then I read about someone who was uh, a little short on cash at the grocery store, but the person in line behind them made up the difference. Or. Uh, There was an effort a while back to encourage people in the drive-through lane at at fast food joints to pay for the order of the person behind them. One of my favorites is when I'm driving and I'm, I'm trying to exit a shopping area by turning right onto a busy street. I'm sure many of you can relate to this but I'm blocked from getting out because there's a long line of cars waiting at a red light. But when the light turns green, someone waiting there has mercy on me and lets me in. I think that's a wonderful random act of kindness. And the best part of it is that it seems to have caught on. People remember how nice it was when someone did that for them. And so they want to return the favor when the situation arises. Well, these random acts of kindness, I think they get our attention because They're so often foreign to the way our our sinful selves often behave. 
And they're so different from the, the culture that we live in. But indeed, the crucified and risen Christ calls us who are the church to form a contrast community, a community that is counter to the egotism and self-promotion in which our culture so often glories. It seems we all love a winner, but Jesus calls us to be counter-cultural, just as he was when he walked this earth. It's a radical and even revolutionary thing to follow our crucified and risen Christ. The city of Philippi, from which today's uh, first lesson was, was drawn, was a colony of the Roman Empire in what is now Greece. And in the empire, Caesar was Lord. So for Paul to tell these Philippian Christians that God had given Jesus the name above every name, and to refer to Jesus as Lord both in the salutation and the benediction of this letter, indeed for the Christians to confess as they did in their earliest confession of faith, that Jesus is Lord, well, this meant that despite all the empire's claims, Caesar is not. In a world that admires those of power and wealth supremely exemplified by the Caesars and, and their modern equivalents, Christians are free to follow the example of a poor and humble Galilean who was crucified by a Roman governor. The values of the Roman Empire orbited around the primacy of war and wealth, the military and the economy. In empires obsessed with greatness, armies and economies are always given kind of a cultic devotion. But the ways of empire are to be utterly foreign to those who worship and follow Jesus of Nazareth. Today, we are disgusted by Putin's war on Ukraine. But we Americans have our issues as well. Now tomorrow, we rightly honor those who have given their lives in service to this country. But sometimes our nation's leaders have chosen to engage our young men and women in unjust wars. And to follow Jesus in the way he taught, especially when living as citizens of a, of a military economic superpower, this is to be radically countercultural. For the ways and values of superpowers are incompatible with the ways and values commanded and modeled by Jesus. Any serious attempt to live out the Sermon on the Mount in the context of a, of a superpower will cause you to be viewed by the majority as a freakish outlier, a Jesus freak, if you will. <laughs> 